some films are fine just the way they are other films sometimes take it away too far but really how how bad could it get let's go beyond beyond the box set Welcome everybody to Beyond Beyond the Box Set, our little film review series where this week we're reviewing Red Sparrow. Yes we are. What a film. Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> so we both went in expecting something completely different. We were both expecting sort of atomic blonde, but Russian. Yeah, I mean I, I wasn't necessarily expecting anything good. I thought like this was I thought this was gonna be one of those films that was either going to be really genuinely great mm-hmm. or terrible in a really funny way. Yeah, but not, no, not terrible in a funny way, terrible in a fun way. In a fun way, yeah, sure. Entertainingly bad, and... It, it, it wasn't no. quite either, because it was extremely convoluted. Mm. Not pleasant to watch. No, it really wasn't. It was genuinely <laughs> at, quite at, unpleasant. At any point. No, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just altogether a bit of a disappointment, really. Yeah, I would say I actively disliked this, mm. <laughs> which is unfortunate, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, she's making some questionable choices lately. Like, Is she? Like what else? Well, Passengers didn't really go over that well. I guess it you can't really tell. It made a lot of money. Well, no, I mean, it cost a lot of money. You couldn't tell before it came out, but mm. it didn't do it's so It's not the sort of thing that she could predict going into it. No. Like it, it, looks like, it looked like it could be quite a good film. True. I mean, she read the script, so, you know. Well, yeah, I've not seen the film, <laughs> no, but no. Uh, compared to this. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure. I've not seen it either, but I'm sure it's a masterpiece compared to this. Mm. So, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I really felt like this movie needed to be about 50% sillier or 50% better. Mm-hmm. It kind of fell flat. And it was, oh, it was so long. Yes, it was. It was two and a half hours long and it felt every second of it. Oh, like, it, could, it could have done with a good half hour cutting. Yeah. Minimum. Totally. You could. I thought you could really tell that this book was based on a novel, which I believe it was. Because mm-hmm. it had that sense of just like, it had a novel's kind of pacing, but it didn't work for a film. It needed to be cut significantly, I think. You could mm-hmm. sense that a lot of the things that happened, because a lot of it f- felt very internal. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't really get a sense of the character very much. So I felt like if you were reading a book, you might get more of that kind of page-turner kind of sense of the of Jennifer Lawrence's character's kind of inner monologue, her inner life. Yeah. But you didn't really get that. You just got lots of Jennifer Lawrence staring out from behind some very harsh bangs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I forgot about her hair. That was... Yeah. Um... Some bad choices. I mean, I was in it for the wigs. That's The wigs and the accent did, were the, one, the two things that didn't disappoint me, but... Because they were entertaining? Because they were terrible, yeah. But at least... <laughs> <laughs> she has about three separate... Three or four wigs. Uh, yeah, I would say three or four... Conservatively, say three or four wigs in this movie. She flips mm-hmm. them quite consistently. Mm-hmm. And they're all awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other characters wearing bad wigs too. Her mum's wearing a dodgy wig, Julie Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then the accent was... Oh, that Russian accent. I mean, there were a lot of dodgy accents. Not just from her, yeah. No, 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 there were a lot of dodgy. Um, But she was clinging onto the accent like an umbrella in high winds. It was was going in and going out the hardest she tried, but yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess we should talk about the plot. Okay, what what was the plot? What was the plot? Good question. So she... Well, actually, should we keep it spoiler-free for a, for a bit? For yeah, a bit? no, we won't spoil uh, it, for, but just no, well, the initial for, plot. For as long, as long as we can. Sure, but I mean, just the initial plot, like just the basic summary of the storyline. Sure. We can do that. So Jennifer Lawrence plays a Russian ballet dancer initially, mm-hmm. who's caring for her sick mother, played by Jodie Richardson. Um, and it's the first 10 minutes of this movie, it's kind of like Black Swan. Yeah, There's some yeah. scenes early on that are very kind of low-budget Black Swan, or low-rent Black Swan. Like, they're not shot nearly as well, but they no. get, that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of, I guess, they CGI'd Jen Florence's face onto an actual ballet dancer? Or? They must have done, but it looked flawless. It, did, it didn't look so. too bad, but yeah, it was definitely wasn't Black Swan level of really being engaged. Anyway, she has an accident and become breaks her leg, 
terribly. So her ballet career is essentially over. And then she obviously needs money to continue to take care of her, of her mother, who has some kind of MS kind of wasting disease, it seems. It's never clear. Mm. And then her uncle, who works for the Russian Secret Service... I think so, yeah. ...sends her to Sparrow School. It, it's never given a name. No, well, somebody in the... Somebody actually calls it Whore School. Yeah. I think she yeah. She calls it Whore School. Yeah, she does. It's and, given some nicknames, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, and it does kind of seem like she's being trained to be a secret agent slash prostitute. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, strongly. Um, she's trained to be extremely seductive. Yeah. Like, like they did say, one of the things they said, you're all here because you're very skilled and you're very beautiful or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I had a quick look around the room and I was just like, <laughs> okay, there's like, there are there's some, yeah, yeah, Jennifer Orange looking all right, but uh, that person right next to her, <laughs> nope. <laughs> what is going on there? <laughs> And you'll know the person I'm talking about. Like, they have a, a, a bit of a scene with them. Oh, yeah. Another character wearing a very strange wig. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not beautiful or seductive. <laughs> hey, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Who knows? But, I mean, I, they spent a lot of time there. They did. They spent a long time in that school. <laughs> they did. Uh... And it just seems to be constant scenes of Jennifer Lawrence getting naked. Yeah. In that school scene, it really felt weird it felt this whole film had a weird kind of dated 90s erotic thriller vibe to me mm-hmm. whereas where every single scene especially in the first half kind of pivoted on jennifer lawrence getting in it, it tits out basically mm-hmm. and it felt uncomfortable i'm not against nudity in film but it never felt like she was empowered by her sexuality i think that's what we were supposed to believe but i never really got that sense no certainly because well that's that, that's the opposite of the moral of the film. Yeah, I, I mean, say. yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler. It's just like you do not own your body; your body yeah. is not yours. It belongs to the government. Yeah, pretty much. And early on in the film, one of her main motivations mm-hmm. moving forward is the fact that she gets raped. Yeah, which is you know, I mean, it's it's a valid plot. It's it's a plot device. It's used, but I think it's overused. It's a bit gross sometimes, and mm-hmm. I, I it felt gross in this film mm-hmm. because then we consistently saw more and more. She got she gets fully raped. Well, I'm not not to like categorize, but she gets you know un un. She gets sexually abused several yeah. times throughout the film. She's either raped or threatened with rape many times, yeah. Yes, and is kind of, uh, what do you say, tormented by, by another character throughout the film? Well, she's beaten brutally yeah. in another scene. Multiple times. Yeah, multiple Not, times. Yeah. Sorry, multiple <clears throat> scenes. Yeah, you're right. It just, she just, horrible things keep happening to her and it was uncomfortable to watch because it never felt like she, like you mentioned Atomic Blonde. In a type blonde, Sholly's Theron takes some hits. You mm. know what I mean? She definitely takes some abuse in that film. But she is so much more empowered. Mm-hmm. She's so much more of a kick-ass character. Whereas Jennifer Lawrence's character just felt like a punching bag. Yeah. I never really got a sense of who she was at all. I felt like this movie needed somebody like Sholly's Theron. Or maybe it was the 90s, it would have been Sharon Stone or something. Some action hero who could... And it, it wouldn't have solved all the problems the film had with the, you know, the nudity and the violence and the sexual violence. But... I think that kind of actress would have sold it more as Jennifer Lawrence. Not that she was bad, she was fine, apart from the accent, but it it just felt... You know, it never really let you into what she was really feeling, and she never felt empowered, and that was a problem for me. So yeah, it was it was hard to watch. Genuinely not pleasant. It was, yeah. I'm not recommending this film to, to many people. No, I was wondering, like, who is this film for? God knows. What was it trying to be? Like, what did it want to be as a film? Like... Was it trying to be like a, Was it trying to be a franchise? Was this? I, I guess it was kind of setting up a franchise with that character. Cause Possibly, yeah. The Reds, I, I guess the books are a franchise, but it's not going to get a sequel. No, no, this is never <laughs> going to come back. That's what I mean. This is mean. Poor choices. Poor choices. Uh, and it seemed like so. So yes, yeah, she goes to Sparrow School, uh, becomes kind of a secret agent slash prostitute. Mm-hmm. 
then she's given a mission. There's an American character played by Joel Edgerton mm-hmm. who played Uncle Lars in the Star Wars trilogy prequels. Yes, he did. He was also in Loving last year. Uh, anyway, so he plays an American secret agent whose name, do you remember what his name was? Uh, no idea. His name was Nate Nash. Oh my God. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible name. Who wrote this? We come up with better names Nate than this. Nash. I don't know, that's such a like, oh, what can we call it? Oh, Nate Nash. Like, there was no, there was no drafting process there. <laughs> so he's a secret agent based in Moscow mm-hmm. who is looking after a mole who's working for the Russian government. And we don't know who this mole is, but he basically, mm-hmm. uh, early on in the film, he's uncovered he protects the mole and kind of uncovers himself in the process and so her job is then to seduce him and then win his trust mm-hmm. and through that learn who the mole is mm-hmm. who the mole who's operating in the in the Russian secret service yeah so she goes and finds him and then it seems like pretty much straight away she's just like oh I'm on your side now mm. like because I thought that and he because he immediately figures out who she is like they, she takes on a new identity and she immediately to, figures out who he is yeah they well. immediately know, well she's been assigned to find out who he is yeah but he immediately clocks that she's a secret agent so there's no kind of tension there mm-hmm. and then you know that's when the film could have had like a cat and mouse game where okay she knows what's going on with him he knows what's going on with her but mm-hmm. they kind of they're dancing around each other but it never really did that did it no it didn't it was like immediately she was like i'm on your side now like, and then and then that was kind of, i just felt like everyone was really terrible at their jobs like he was bad at his job she was bad at her job like one thing it did, did have a, it felt like it was presenting like americans good russians bad yeah, it did. Yeah. The Americans were like such white knights in the film. There wasn't a lot of moral grey area there. No, certainly. Like, mm. the Americans didn't do anything wrong in this film mm. at all. Well, the scene, the bit that got me was there's a scene, again, about midway through the film where she, because she's terrible at her job, mm-hmm. she gets um, uncovered and she gets taken back to Russia. Mm-hmm. And Nate Nash, Joel Edgerton, <laughs> I'm going to have to keep oh. saying that, is like, we have to rescue her, we have to rescue we have to rescue her. And he's insistent. And I, I thought, well... You know, if, if this was... Oh, it's a film. But in real world, if you're in the Secret Service, if a foreign agent gets compromised, that you know, you just have to cut them off. Like, yeah. he's only known her for, like, three days. It's presented as this great love story, but he hasn't spent a lot of time with her. And that, that it just felt... I could never really buy into his motivation for wanting to protect her. Because also they had no chemistry. Mm-hmm. They had zero chemistry. Oh, God, they didn't at all, Terrible. did they? That like, was... their sex scene... The only consensual sex scenes in the film still felt massively uncomfortable because they had <laughs> zero chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> Another, te- another nice 10 second long shag as well. I enjoyed that. When she randomly walks into the room and just starts grinding on him and then it's like, oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then, do you want to, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about the end because I don't want to spoil it in case anyone does want to watch it. Or not that we recommend it. But suffice to say, there are some twists. Mm-hmm. And one, as, as one would hope from any I'm expect, I mean, it's a spy film. You come in expecting twists. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say exactly what the twists were. But I will say that I have a real problem with films. They're all aliens. They're all aliens, yes. It's... <laughs> It was Kevin Spacey the whole time. Um, <laughs> I have a real problem with films like this where at the end they kind of pull the rug out from under you and say, oh, actually, you thought he was doing this, the char- this character was doing this, but actually this character was doing this. Mm-hmm. Because she's our protagonist. Like, she is our... We see the film through her eyes. Mm-hmm. But at the end we find out she's been doing things that we don't see. But it, it made... I mean, it, it, not that it didn't make sense, but it was like... It meant the whole film was really unsatisfying to watch because we were never in there with her. There was no one for us to kind of hold on to. So when it revealed yeah. it, it was like, oh, I guess that's what she was doing. I guess, but... And it made sense. But she, do you know what I mean? It was just kind of like... I'd rather have followed her on that journey of putting those things in place and then, like, setting off the dominoes rather than just bit at the end being like, oh, and she was doing this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. The film, action films and spy films do this a lot and it really pisses me off. Like, sometimes... I, I like a good twist. Sometimes if they do it cleverly mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, holy shit, it's great. But this film was just like, oh, we waited two hours and that was it. 
And it rendered another thing that happened earlier on completely irrelevant, which annoyed me. Which with bit? with the mole. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did, didn't it? It completely it was just, did, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know where this film went wrong specifically or how it could be fixed. I feel like it it was too I've not read the book. I felt like it was maybe too loyal to the book. It, need, it needed editing. It needed to be seriously edited. Mm-hmm. It needed I think it need, needed to be more mainstream. Yeah. It need, yeah, it, I it think need, if if it, if it was less violent and appealed to a to a different audience, like a more common audience, mm. then I think it would have made the film much better. Yeah. It doesn't need to be ridiculous because, yeah, I think the films can take themselves seriously, but mm. um, this one just didn't... It didn't, didn't land. It didn't, no. no, it didn't. The violence, I know we've mentioned it, like the sexual violence is horrible, but the physical violence is really unpleasant too. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, I, a, I found that much worse. Yeah, there's an extensive torture scene which is just horrible to watch, like really genuinely unpleasant to watch. Yeah. And it just, I didn't think it served the story. And again, so many scenes of her being brutally, brutally beaten that... There's a torture uh, montage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, just, it just felt gratuitous, and it really felt dated. It felt like the kind of film they would make in the 90s, and it felt weirdly out of place. I don't know why she chose to make this film. I really don't. No. Unless she thought she was setting up a franchise for herself, but very strange choice from Jennifer Lawrence to do this film. Because it also felt like the movie itself felt beneath her. This felt like a movie that would go straight to DVD that mm-hmm. somebody much lesser, some TV star or some like mm-hmm. C-list film star would do. To have Jen- Oscar, an Oscar winner in this film felt several Oscar nominees as well in fact several Oscar winners Jeremy Irons is in this movie that's the thing there's a lot of supporting cast who are just phoning it in so much yeah they are this movie has a ridiculous cast it's got in addition to Jennifer Lawrence it has Oscar winner Jeremy Irons it has Oscar nominee Charlotte Rampling who is I think wins the award for phoning it in she played the madam at the um, Sparrow School oh yeah of course. and she just seems so she didn't even try for an accent <laughs> like the others kind of wandered in and out she wasn't even trying for an accent yeah and she was just like she was in it a lot but she did she felt really like she was above the whole film there's Kieran Hines from Rome and various other things um, Matthias Schoenholtz I think is in it there's lots of big names and Jolie Richardson but yeah none of them really get much to do apart from her yeah. and yeah with any cast there was one cast member and I think you'll agree there was one saving grace of this film you mentioned it on the way out of the cinema. It's, it's already gone from your memory. Yeah, it's gone. Um... There is a part of this film in which it becomes a completely different film for about 10 minutes. It's gone, John. It's gone. It's gone. Ho- hotel room. Mary Louise Parker. American agent. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I wanted yes. a whole movie about her. Yes. Now that was interesting. That was, mm. that was fun because she was drunk and... Yeah, she, she was having a good time. She was the only actor who was like, I'm having fun with this role. She, I wouldn't say she knew what movie she was in. because so she was a role that you could have fun with. Though. Yeah, exactly, true. Like, normally I'd say she knew the movie, but actually I think nobody else was in the same movie as her. But at least she decided to have fun yeah, have fun with the role. Mm. So there's a scene in this movie where an American agent is has is betraying the American government and selling information to the Russians. Mm-hmm. And this agent is played by Mary Louise Parker from Weeds. And she basically just plays a drunk hot mess who kind of staggers into the hotel room, drinks a load of vodkas, and she's just having, and behind her, she's wearing sunglasses. She's just having a great time. She doesn't even move for 10 minutes, but she's easily the shining light of this movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted a whole movie about that character. That was my sequel idea. I want a whole movie just about her, because she was <laughs> fabulous, and she was not in it enough at all. Mm-hmm. So the movie lit up. That's the only time, because that happens about two thirds in, by which point I was flagging. Mm-hmm. I was like, when is this movie ending? Yeah. And then she popped up. I was like, okay, now I'm in. This is a movie. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of movie I was hoping to see. And then she's only in it briefly, and, and then, then she, it just yeah, goes then, back to where it was And then it goes back before. to being really dreary, yeah. And several false ends. Oh, a lot of false endings, yeah. <sighs> normally, I normally I like a film with false ends. Like, mm. say, Django Undrained, for example, mm-hmm. ends like an hour before the end of the film. Mm. 
But uh, no, this one just kept on finishing and just being more and more disappointing. Yeah, each false end <laughs> was more disappointing than the last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, final thoughts? Anything else you want to say about this one? No, I don't really have anything really. Um, if I were to sequelize it, I would have to cross it over with some other kind of spy universe. Maybe get mm. Tom Tom Cruise in there and yeah, Mission Impossible. It felt going. like something Tom Cruise could have dropped in on. Yeah, it's that kind of vibe. He does a lot of these kind of films, and yeah. he, he likes. Being like, oh, by the way, it's in the Mission Impossible universe. Yeah. It's going to tie into the next film or something like that. I mean, if Joel Edgerton had been played by Tom Cruise, I mean, it would have been gross because it would have been a massive age gap, which I never appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, male female age gaps mm-hmm. in films like this. But I think he would have had more fun with that kind of American Secret Service character because that's kind of his bread and butter. True, but I don't think that uh, that character really has the sort of ego that Tom Cruise. No, true. Has. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Right. Yeah, um, I, I'd like to see them sort of cross over that in in a future movie with maybe mm. Jennifer Lawrence as the villain. Sure, of, yeah. Of the Mission Impossible film, mm-hmm. even though we've seen her be the protagonist in a previous film, that could be all right. Okay. That's my idea. Anyway, how would you rank this out of ten? Um, well, I have one more sequel, and I already said I want a Mary Louise Parker movie. I was, my other idea was similar to you, a crossover, maybe a Red Sparrow meets Black Swan. Because yeah, the, the titles alone, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also there is the ballet at the beginning. Like, yeah. Maybe like a prequel where she meets um, Natalie Portman's character from, or Mila Kunis is, U- is Ukrainian, so she speaks fluent Russian, I believe. Oh, so you could have her in, like you know, and I'm not sure the character she plays in Black Swan's supposed to be. Are okay, you casting somebody because they can speak Russian? Well, you know, well, in, but, n- mind, no but nobody in this film, nobody in this film spoke Russian. Russian. Yeah, well, exactly. Give it, <laughs> give it some legitimacy. Yeah, um, maybe throw in a blue duck as well. I don't know who yeah. played that. Uh, uh, yeah, out of ten. Four, three, yeah, yeah, not great, <laughs> not, not, not great there for us. Yeah, I would not. You can, I mean, if it comes on Netflix and you've got a spare evening, sure, but don't rush to the cinema for this. No, I mean, you'd have to because this won't be in the cinema for much longer, I don't think. But um, it's pro- probably gone already. I'm yeah. sure it only came out yesterday, and it's probably out already. Yeah, this is t- this is a classic post Oscars. Let's just throw this out while in the quiet season, hope for the best kind of yeah. film. <clears throat> so yeah, disappointing. Jesus, I don't know if you can hear that on the microphones, but it is blowing a gale outside. Yeah, even the weather hates this film. <laughs> Crikey. Mm. Um, cool, well, that about sums it up. Yep, not a great film. Three and a four. Right, well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll and, be back next um, week with something else. Yeah, thank you for subscribing as well. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for all your support. We love you. Please stay in touch. Bye. Bye. Let's go beyond. Beyond the box set. <laughs>